Be The Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today on Be The Good, I have Jonathan Aseg with me, who is co-founder of Renew Wellness Psychotherapy. Now, the majority, almost all of the guests this season on the show have been people I've only just met, but I've been lucky enough to know Jonathan for years, and he has just always been such an example of warmth and a welcoming spirit and just being the good in the world, which is what this show is all about. So I'm really excited to hear from him today as he shares about being a therapist, and you'll also hear, and if you don't hear, I'm going to make him talk about it, all of the volunteer uh, work he has done and just the positive impact he's made on his community and beyond. So Jonathan, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited. Oh, you bet, Jonathan. Absolutely my honor. So please tell us more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Yes. So uh, my name is Jonathan. I am a licensed clinical social worker, uh, and I also have my certification in uh, advanced drug and alcohol counseling. I've been uh, working as a therapist in human service for over a decade. Uh, so I've been privileged to work with various populations starting early in my career with um, young people in, in foster care, uh, through the criminal justice system, uh, helping um, folks there. I've organized communities uh, with immigration related concerns. So that was a fun part of, of my career working in, in community organizing in uh, drug and alcohol counseling. I work with college students. Um, so uh, in hospital settings with HIV positive individuals. So I am um, really, really love what I do. And now I get to work for myself alongside uh, my wife. We have our private practice uh, in Eastern Pennsylvania. So I get to take all this experience and, and, and really make it about um, our work and, 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 and as opposed to working for an institution and, and, and those policies, now we really get to almost like having fun and, and, and really cool uh, with, with working for myself and working with, with people uh, at a different capacity. So I'm really excited at this part of my journey where I'm at now, but thank you. Yeah. Excellent. And the other thing that I just keep going back to with you and Natalie's work is how it's heavy. It's very heavy work. And yet you both are always so excited to share about it and to talk about how passionate you are about it. And it really takes a special person to be able to, you know, listen to these really, you know, traumatic stories often and help people through these times, but still maintain that mental place of, you know, loving to, to be a part of that, that journey and that help, which is incredible. Yes. Thank you. And, and the stories are, heavy and no two days are ever alike, which is part of the intrigue and, yeah. and the joy of, of the work that I do uh, throughout my career. And, and also, well, now I have my wife and, and, and we work together um, and we, we go through our, our, our supervision process together, uh, but also a, a team of colleagues that I love. And, and we're almost like the MBA that we switch teams because we run into each other and see each other. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, and, and there's certainly the education piece and, and the ongoing, 
uh, what we call clinical supervision and how we, we get support and feedback on our cases. But, but yeah, we, uh, out of all the stories and out of all the hurt and the pain, there is um, the potential and, and there is the growth that takes place, uh, the vulnerability and the power of, 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 uh, of the changes that are in the conversations that go through in, in the space that are very uplifting. And, and in spite of all the things that folks have gone through, that they're still able to truck along and, and grow. Uh, and it's almost like you get to, when they come into our space, it's really special because you see the potential that they still haven't seen that they, they, they haven't really explored. And, and as they're sharing all these concerns, like, wow, you know, just the power of, of, of stories and what people have been through. It's, it, it's really exciting. I, I really love what I do. Oh, wow. Now, so how did you decide to become a therapist, Jonathan? Yeah, so it was um, completely by, by chance. Uh, in, in college, um, I was a business major and, and I wanted to uh, work in, in the hotel and, and restaurant industry, along, following along the, uh, the, the footsteps of my dad. He, he, he was in the hotel industry. That was his career. Um, so I wanted I worked with him for a little bit. Uh, and, and, and I had a good friend of mine, um, in college and we were just talking about, he was a psychology major and, and uh, we were talking about like what it is that we wanted to be. This is our, my first year, I'm a first semester, first year student. And he was telling me about psychology and, and, and what the profession is and, and, and what people do. And it sparked an intrigue in my mind. Uh, I had later, I think that same day I talked with my parents about, Maybe I want to be a psychologist. That was that was my goal at that time to be a psychologist. Um, that because that's all I knew, and uh, my parents were very supportive. And and I got to to really talking to to my friend. And next thing you know, I'm in in the um, advising office, switching majors, and that's uh, where my path took me. Um, and then I've been very privileged and 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 lucky. Um, to work with different populations um, pretty much as soon as I graduated college. So I might, uh, actually I was doing uh, some forms for the public service loan forgiveness piece there. But um, my first uh, job out of college, I'm looking at the paper right now, is uh, May 21st, 2007. And I had graduated college like five days before. Uh, so I, I went right to work. Uh, and, and that was really cool, really neat just to see one is a textbook piece, the, the theories, and, and now, like a week later, I'm, I'm in this group therapy room and, and hearing stories, and I was just like, wow, um, just blown away by it, and, and really excited uh, about, you know, what this means for me as a journey, but yeah, yeah, so... Isn't it so, I love hearing how, you know, it just takes that one random person who you have a conversation with sometimes and that sparks an interest or even to know that it's a career path. And I always love those stories, or if it's not a person, it's, you know, a documentary someone watched, or it's a class someone happened to take, and then it changes the course of their whole career, which is, it's so interesting to hear you had something like that happen. I did. And, and it was really special because I haven't looked back since, like, it was like, it was almost like a, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. This is intriguing. This is exciting. And wow, I'm, I'm really happy. And yeah, a master's degree and now a private practice. So yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's like all, 
all the acronyms after your name now, all the acronyms. Yes. So hey, Jonathan, you hit, you hinted to some already, but are there any good news moments you'd like to share maybe from specific, you know, parts of your job that have really made a difference in your life or times that clients have come back to you to talk about what a difference you've made? Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly there's, parts of our, of our conversation in, in the vulnerability that, that happens in, in, in the rooms where a client will say to me, you know, I really thought about what you said, or I've been, uh, I came back and, and there, there's this part of them that is, um, feels comfortable in sharing. Perhaps to me as a clinician, um, it is a, a part of a reflection of what they had said to me but it really stuck with them and, 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 and they thought about it and then they come back and, and they say, you know, this is how it, it impacted me uh, in, in a good way. Uh, so I, I always find those moments to be really excited. Like in, in my head, I'm like, yes, you know, I'm, I'm really excited when, when they say things like that. Um, and also when, when we're working with together for some time and they're able to see, feel, and even verbalize all the good things that they came from the very first session that we saw that I, that, that I could see as an outsider, like, wow, all these, all these great qualities that you have, uh, that they are able to kind of see, like, this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming, um, is, is very special. Um, yeah. So, so certainly those things, uh, stand out for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also loved on your website, you had, uh, I don't remember exactly how it's worded, but kind of talked about how you mentioned at the beginning of this, the potential that people don't see in themselves and how just sometimes like they don't need a traumatic event to walk into therapy, but just to show up for themselves and then see where they can grow and find that potential. So I'm hearing all these stories from you and, and it is, it's wonderful to, to hear about that. Yeah, certainly. A, a lot of times, and, and this is just almost a, talking to a little bit of, of, about the stigma that might be out there for mental health, mm-hmm. that in order for me to, to see a therapist or talk to a therapist, that there must be something wrong with me, or that must have a disorder or, or, or something going off in, in my brain. And the answer is no, we're human beings. Um, even when things are going well, it's okay to talk to, to a therapist. So uh, yeah, and, and well, I, I do appreciate, um, I, I feel like there's been some progress being made in, in terms of the stigma mm-hmm. and, and normalizing therapy. And sometimes some of our clients will treat therapy almost like a, like a gym membership, you know, that they, yeah. they have a, a, a therapist, uh, which, is, which is so lovely. Uh, and also there, there's part that's still, um, as a profession, we, we want to do more in terms of normalizing uh, access. Yes. And, and, and making it more more um, convenient and addressing some of those barriers. But yeah, yeah, you do not need to be going through a hard time to talk to a therapist. That's, that's mm-hmm. okay. So Jonathan, are there any mantras or quotes you find yourself telling your clients all the time or maybe telling yourself, especially on the hard days? Yeah, so um, one that, that I, I even use for, for myself um, is... Um, well, one, you know, when things get so difficult, I just have to get through the day. Sometimes I need to get through this minute or this hour uh, as a way to, to almost challenge what's what's happening, um, what I have to do, my task list, my workload. You know, I just need to get through today. Um, another thing is uh, I encourage folks to to name their inner critic. Uh, that's helpful in, in because 
sometimes we we're really hard on ourselves, myself included, and, and I had to check that. Uh, so namely, uh, and, and challenging that inner critic. Um, Is this a la like Bruno, Silencio Bruno? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. It's um, funny that it's not the first time that's come up in one of these interviews either. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I do find that that helpful. Um, and also being mindful and, and, and intentional. I, I think um, there's a lot of talk um, in, in that we might see about, you know, checking in with ourselves, giving ourselves that love. And, and those are there's beautiful, wonderful words out there. But I'm, if I'm applying it to myself, I want to be I want to be really mindful of that. I want to be intentional about, you know, just giving, showing up for myself, give myself that love that I, that I deserve. Um, and really setting those intentions, I think has been, been helpful for me. Um, as a therapist, it's, it's not so much that I'm um, giving people advice uh, that that's not necessarily how the space works uh, in, in, in the exploration. I, you know, I interweave some of these comments in there, um, and, and, and people do tend to subscribe to that and, and, and it helps here and there. It's not making everything better hundred percent, but those are helpful reminders that help mm-hmm. us get through when things become challenging. Well, even just, you know, I know firsthand that you don't just talk the talk, so to speak, but you embody it, you walk it, yeah. you set that example for, for everyone too, which is huge. Absolutely. And, and, and that is, that is key because I can also speak to how challenging it is to do it uh, as opposed to me prescribing uh, solutions or answers that no, we can also speak to, you know what, uh, as, as a professional therapist that I do this for a living, that it's still hard for me sometimes to do X, Y, and Z and, or, or have it all together. And this is what I need to do to check on myself, to dial it back and say, okay, wait a minute you know, how I, how I can get, take care of myself because I need to show up for my family. I need to show up for work the next day. You know, I have to recharge. And, and it's a lot. So wait, that leads me to before my last question, I have to ask a little bit more, like on top of your full-time job, the quote unquote nine to five, you've also spent so many years working a hotline, volunteering, adding in part-time work for, you know, nonprofits. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And I know you're really humble, so that's why I had to make sure to bring it up, but talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, I've worked um, for most of my career has been around community um, nonprofits, um, which has allowed me uh, the opportunities to to volunteer, to um, support the community in in, in different capacities that uh, I've been really privileged. So I I wanna acknowledge the the folks who have given me those opportunities. One of them was um, working with homeless individuals um, in after hours on call service. And I did that for over 10 years. And uh, yeah. Wow, that many years. Yeah, and and, um, I probably would have been doing it to this day uh, had the, there have been some changes in, in the organization, but uh, I thought that was that was the the strength. The the I mean, we're talking about individuals who are homeless calling uh, for for shelter, and the fact that you know the stories that you hear, the the the, the power um, of talking to a stranger on the phone, 
uh, and, and I have, you know, there's an intake and I have to help them uh, find a, an emergency shelter. But in, in those spaces, you hear, even within the, the, the difficult moments, you hear the strength of, you know, it took a long, it took a lot for me to call and, and, and share, this is what I'm going through and to seek help. And I don't know what tomorrow is going to be, or I don't even know where I'm going to sleep tomorrow, but at least tonight I have a, a safe place to, to sleep. And, and that's, that's, again, bringing it back to this is, I just need to get through today and, and, and tonight. Um, I will say with that work and supporting the homeless individuals, uh, it was nice to see certain stories that they were able to find secure housing. They were able to reconnect with family. Uh, so it wasn't all um, as, as challenging, as traumatic as those moments were, but there were some, some spaces when, when folks got the help that they needed. Um, Additionally, I work um, alongside community organizing, we volunteered um, in helping uh, undocumented immigrants um, seek uh, access to um, consular um, services because transportation to New York City uh, can be a challenge when you don't have a vehicle or a driver's license. Uh, so one of the things we did uh, was bring in the consulate from New York City uh, to a rural community and, and to bring where the folks were. And, and, and that was really special, uh, really helpful. Um, hundreds of people were able to have basic ID, things that they, they couldn't otherwise get and, and hundreds of dollars to get to the city and, and taking off work um, was very helpful. And, and lastly, um, with um, my work at the hospital, we volunteered, uh, which was really fun. We, we did a community garden uh, and and uh, we grew um, vegetables and uh, to, to provide to, to the food pantry, food banks, because a lot of food pantries um, in, in Allentown area, they you know you get canned food. You really don't get access to fresh fruits and vegetables. So we grew our own uh, gardening, our own garden and, and would supply uh, vegetables to the to the, um, to the to the food pantry. And that was that was so fun. That was so interesting, and it even sparked. And we're, we're at home. We're we're also starting our, our garden uh, because of that. Like it, it's just so so special to grow your own vegetables, uh, eat them, and and at this point was offering to community members that don't have access to fresh vegetables like that. So yeah. that was that was fun. Oh, incredible! Oh, there's another thing that you know I've observed too is that there's it's easy to broadcast all the volunteer and the extra work and to kind of show that part to the world, like, oh, I'm working 12 hours a day because I'm doing four hours of volunteer after work, or oh, you know, I'm doing this charity event, and you so quietly do it and so humbly do it that I think that's really incredible too, and also a great reminder that we don't even always see the extra work that people are doing in our communities. And they're there, you're out there, uh, you're such an example of that. And I think that's such an important reminder too that, you know, especially it's so easy to, to just judge people right away or be like, your life seems in order or you go to work eight hours and then that's it. But really there's so many more layers, you know, you're after work, in addition to your family, you're doing these volunteer activities and whatnot. But instead of broadcasting to the world, you're just showing up each day and doing the work. So thank you for that. That's spectacular. Yeah, no, thank, you. thank you so much for, for acknowledging that. And, and I think too, as, as a family, uh, as a father, as a husband, I also want to show um, my kids uh, that, that, you know, and, and myself too, that, be, that I, I, as an immigrant, like I, I've accomplished so much through hard work 
and we can give back. We can give back to the community. We can give back to the, the neighborhood down the neighborhood center down the street. I don't need to go far. Uh, I can do it from home, making phone calls. Uh, that that I, I want my my children and and my community to know that this there's an opportunity to give back as as little or as much as you can. Kids, no kids. That 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 is that it's, that's okay. Give what you can, and. Um, yeah, and, and just be kind, be kind human. And, and this is, you know, I'm in a position to give back and, and, and why not? Okay, so you just made the perfect segue to the final question. <laughs> Thank you, perfect segue. So if someone came to you and they said, I want to, I want to give back, I don't know where to start. Just what, what would you tell that person? Yeah, so I, I would tell them a, a few things. One, I, I would really ask them, you know, what is it, um, what is it that you're into? What is it that you, what, what, what speaks to you? Because anyone can go to a church or a food pantry, but if that's not your thing, it's not, it's going to feel poor. It's not going to feel genuine. Um, so what is it that, that you're into? Um, and if there's a, a community organization um, nearby that you might be able to partner with or a school, um, I think a lot, at least for us here in, in the area, we have uh, their Facebook community group things uh, mm -hmm. for people who are on Facebook um, that will actually, some, I've seen some posts, people asking um, one for kids to volunteer, right? which is nice. I've actually been seeing a lot of teenagers and, and young adults asking for volunteering opportunities, which is super cool. Um, and um, as well as, as um, adults who, who are now volunteering their time. Um, so follow your passion, see what you're into, um, and, and certainly reach out to either a school or a Facebook group, uh, as well. I know for us in our, com in our community here, we have a neighborhood, um, association. So some communities might have a group of, of community members that might get together. Um, even a school, if you can volunteer to help watch kids so the parents can go to the parent meetings. And that's, again, if that's your, that's your thing, that that's okay too. Um, but there's no, um, not, you can always give something, you know, even if it's a translation or a phone call, like you, there's work that you don't have to go anywhere if you don't want to. I know it's COVID too. So volunteering looks a little different. Yeah, but absolutely there, there's opportunities everywhere. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Certainly, um, certainly get, get involved, but certainly follow your passion, follow what you're into. Um, what is important to you? That's, that would be my first step. Great advice, Jonathan. I cannot thank you enough for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Katie, for inviting me. You bet. So please tell us where we can find you online and follow you. You have some great Instagram accounts too that are really fun and educational too. Yes. So we have a website, uh, renewwellnesspsychotherapy.com. Our um, Instagram handle is at renewwellness. And then I have at renewwellness underscore espanol. So I have uh, some Spanish speaking content there. Um, and yeah, um, what's it? That'll be in the show notes as well. Jonathan, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to some more good news with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.